0: it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2420. Today we're going to talk with a guest who's learned the secret to life and that is giving back. Something I've learned after so many interviews. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. It's today I'm in Dallas, Texas, where it's turned a little cool. Uh, the summer heat is finally gone with a very special guest by the name of Colin Weatherwax. Colin, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear? And are you ready to release the clutch?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a minute since I drove a stick, but I think I can figure it out.
0: Yeah, I think it's like riding a bike. Once you've done it, you can kind of figure it out. So uh, that's why with both my kids, the first uh, learning lessons in a car were in a stick shift car. I wanted them to have that skill set. And I think during high school, they were the only two kids in their whole high school, probably drive a stick shift. So yes, uh, <laughs> I have
1: something in common with your kids Then my mom told me that my first car had to be a stick. And I I kind of cursed at her for making me learn. But now, looking back in hindsight, I'm very grateful.
0: Well, you have to be very mindful when you're driving a car that's a manual. And for young kids, the biggest fear, of course, with parents is they're going to be distracted. And nowadays, I mean, we didn't have cell phones back when I was a kid. There was just the music to distract you. Uh, nowadays, there's too many distractions. So uh, I think it's a healthy thing for kids to learn. Plus, there's there's a lot you have to think about what the car is actually doing. But sadly, today, there's not a lot of manuals left anymore. It seems like the They're all fading away, right?
1: Yeah, unfortunately. But, you know, one of the things is if you think about the distractions, right? So having a cell phone nowadays, if you have a stick shift, it's really difficult to be on your cell phone and be distracted. So it might be something that we look to to go back towards.
0: I I would hope so. I would hope so. I think it's a a great idea. So before I introduce you and get into what you're doing, which is a, a really wonderful cause, what's one little thing that people don't know about you, Colin?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I grew up in Dallas, born and raised, huge sports fan, uh, really, really happy and proud to be a Rangers fan right now. Mavericks fan. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a Vegas Raiders fan. So we're just going to kind of <laughs> skip over that subject. Okay. Yeah, let's just um, go the other way. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I, I love sports, love spending time with my family. And uh, you know, the, the main reason why I'm here and which we're about to dump, jump into is uh, helping out kids.
0: Well, you do. Indeed, you do. you, You and your organization. I think it's spectacular. Let me give you a proper introduction and we'll dive into this and share some ideas on how our listeners can be a part of helping as well. Colin Weatherwax is the chief executive officer at America Can Cars for kids. It's a nonprofit charity organization operating nationally in all 50 states. They have been changing lives and helping children gradu- graduate, yeah, graduate since 1992. All vehicle donations help kids build a better future by providing them with the tools necessary to be successful. With over 10 years of experience in the nonprofit and auto auction industry, he brings an understanding of the fundamental functions of both operating a 501c3 nonprofit organization and navigating the used car world, all while making a change in youngsters' lives. We'll be learning a lot more about this in a moment, but first, a word from our sponsors. So give them a little love, and we'll be right back. Buckle up. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carriers' rates went up way up. But my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around. I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866 aci Yeah, that's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love, like I did, with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. So Colin, cars for kids. Now, I want to start off by saying this is not to be confused, and I'm sure this is the angst of everything you do of that I will say annoying. Now, Noble Cause, but the, the commercials of Cars for the number four kids, you're a different organization. So I want to start that off right. Cars, F-O-R Kids, which I think is wonderful. What led up to you creating, getting into this industry? Can you give us a little bit of a background?
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because one of the things I like to say is I kind of came into this industry by accident. I think a lot of people you know, that, that make it either to be a CEO or into the career that they, they love and, and uh, are very passionate about um, can say probably the same thing and so uh, as you mentioned cars for kids we we spell it right we do it right it's c-a-r-s-f-o-r-k-i-d-s uh, i've been with the organization since i was 18. Uh, so i came out of high really? school i wow. was i was working i was working in an animal hospital actually and my girlfriend at the time she's like hey why don't you go check out this auction and uh, i came and i i went to the public auction i don't know how many auctions you've been to in your lifetime but as you know, going to a car auction is a huge adrenaline rush. It's,
0: it's it'll get you fired up. Yeah, you gotta you gotta sit on your wallet, as I say.
1: Yeah, well, luckily I was eighteen, so I didn't really have that big of <laughs> a wallet. Yeah, that's <laughs> but another way to do it. <laughs> It's very infectious whenever you walk into an auction and you see everything that's happening. And you know, it's a huge sensory overload um, and it's it's really exciting. I was able to, to work in an auction uh, that first week and I started to, uh, to, to work with the company then. And basically what I did is the vehicles that are donated to us, I was cleaning out those cars. I was taking picture of those, pictures of those cars. Um, I was kind of just running around the lot uh, just kind of doing inventory. Right. And so from there, I was blessed to kind of ask questions and, and learn a lot about the organization, uh, moved into the call center where I was answering the phones for the donors, uh, then went, went to the title department, the consignment department, and eventually kind of worked in every department before I uh, escalated to the CEO about a year and a half ago.
0: Wow. Well, it's fantastic. You know, most of the car auctions I've been to, in fact, all of them have been collector car auctions, which are very different than what we're talking about here. And I'll tell you something. I've always tried to, always growing up, try to get my daughter and my wife into cars. They're just not into my son, pretty much so. Not quite as crazy as I am. And I took them to Monterey Car Week and I said, hey, we're going to go to an auction tonight. And they kind of rolled their eyes, you know, and I said, I think you might find this fun. I couldn't get them to leave. (laughs) You know, I'm like, we got to get up early tomorrow. There's a Concord. No, no, no. Let's stay on. They were just, it's kind of like watching people play high stakes poker or baccarat or something. (laughs) You know, you're just watching. They're like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. But you add the flair and the joy of cars. So talk more about cars for kids because it is really what it is. The name uh, relates to what you do, but there's much more depth that goes on here. So while you explain not only the benefits that you create for kids, also how people can contribute their cars and i was sent a picture of you that's going to be on your show notes page of a very nice Maserati, and I, I love the uh, uh, your helper there, David at RLM Public Relations. And thank you, David, for connecting me with Colin. He said, "Make sure you say this isn't his car. This is a donated <laughs> car." Uh, which I understand the concept here, because you know when we donate things to companies, there's this kind of weird thing that goes: Is the money really going to the cause, or is it just supporting the guy who's driving the Rolls Royce? And <laughs> you, you know, there's always that. So I'd love for you to talk more in depth about. About cars for Kids, how you work, how the money is flowing into helping young people. It's a really awesome thing that you're doing.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, like you said, we've, we just were blessed enough to, to receive a Maserati donation. Um, and we get, we get cars from all walks of life, just like we get kids from all walks of life that uh, are looking for a second chance or maybe even a first chance. Um, and what does that look like? So for over 40 years, we've been supporting our main beneficiary here in Texas, which is the Texans Can Academies. They focus on high school dropouts or, kids that just didn't work in the public school system for whatever reason. These are not necessarily bad kids. These are just kids that need uh, a little bit of help. And so they come to the Texan Skin Academies and they they get that second chance at their high school diploma. So that way they can become living, working um really influential people in our community that we live and work in and so just giving them that opportunity that they wouldn't have had otherwise and so over the past few years we've actually expanded our footprint and we've expanded our giving and our beneficiaries um, to include the YMCA uh, which we're really excited about that partnership uh, going to support kids with a summer learning Academy and a safety around water course which are very very crucial in the lives of young kids and we've also expanded to the state of California. California. California, um, where we're supporting the San Diego Center for Children, which has been around for 136 years, supporting kids and their mental health struggles that they're having, which is more prominent now than it ever has been. But it also goes to help them and their families. And so with all that said, we're looking to expand not only in the great state of Washington, but all 50 states. And we're wanting to give back to all the kids that, that truly need it.
0: I think it's wonderful. And you're right. You know, the school systems, while in many cases are wonderful, they don't work for everybody. It's it's the same I've heard from a lot of kids that do graduate high school, but then college is just not where they need to be. They might have other <clears throat> skill sets or other interests and the structures of schools these days in many ways. Don't work for some kids. I've had lots of guests on the show that when they were growing up had either dyslexia or ADHD or all these types of afflictions that in the past we didn't really know what they were. And we all grew up with kids in the classroom that were disruptive, let's call it that. And we just thought, oh, they're just troublemakers. Oh, he raises his hand. That was me. That was, yeah. And, you know, and I used to sit there and go, why is that kid acting the way he did? Well, if you look back now with what we know, oh, yeah, attention deficit. He, He just couldn't focus that way. And, and I think even for myself, there's things that I now understand what frustrated me about school that I, I didn't know at the time. And now I know with my personality or <laughs> my crazy head or whatever it might be. So in how do you... Put this money into the hands of either kids or people. How does the money flow? And let's let's start with where it comes from. So if I have a vehicle and I would like to donate it, whether it's a Maserati or maybe it's kind of an old daily beater, and I think, you know, instead of just selling this or giving it off to somebody, let's make it do something nice. How does the whole thing work?
1: Yeah, listen. We take vehicles in any condition, running or not. Like you said, the Maserati that's pictured on this show—that's that's one of the types of vehicles that we get. But in all in all honesty, we get you know anything from nineteen eighty Ford Pinto without a motor uh, <laughs> all the way up to that Maserati. And so, basically, you just go to our website at carsforkids.org. That's c a r s f o r k i d s dot org. Uh, the process is super easy, super simple. We try and not only remove these obstacles for the kids that we support, we also try and remove obstacles and kind of the stress with giving away a vehicle because it should be easy right uh, we want to make sure that you mark if you're donating a vehicle to us we want to make sure that experience is, is joyful for you uh, we want to work around your schedule make sure that we pick up that vehicle whenever it's it's right for you um, you know especially whenever it's it's a vehicle that's been in your family for 20 30 years we don't want to show up in the middle of the night pick it up and you wake up and you're like oh well there goes my baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we want to work around your schedule. Um, we'll also work with the title paperwork. So, you know, if you've had a vehicle for 20, 30 years, you probably have lost the title. Look, people move. I just got done moving. I'm, I'm missing so many things right now. And so, um, we, we work with you to try and figure out, okay, how can we help you get a title? And so, you know, after after that vehicle's picked up, we then in turn sell it an auction. And then 100 percent of the net proceeds that we get from the sale sale of that vehicle, we turn around and give to the kids that we, we
0: support. Awesome. I think it's great. When I lost my dad about six years ago, he had several vehicles. And yeah, we went through that. I could not find the titles. And he <laughs> was in California. And, and the way California was set up. They were going to make it very expensive uh, because of it getting new, oh, tied, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Well, thankfully, in a box that was buried deep in a hundred other boxes, there was <laughs> there was one folder and it was written in red important. And uh, important. <laughs> yeah, and I, I opened it up and there's a letter and he said, well, kids, if you found this, I croaked. And gives you a little bit of the the humor that my father had, and and um, he had four vehicles. None of them were really special, like collector cars. We didn't find that Ferrari GTO that I could have sworn he had all his life was tucked away in a garage somewhere. But he did have a really nice truck, and he said, you know, I would like to donate this truck if you kids would would oblige me to a gentleman who's helped me throughout the years. He could really use the help. He's got five kids. He doesn't have a lot of money. A truck would make a big change. It was a beautiful rather new toyota uh, tundra i believe it was and so we we gave that truck to him i found out about the gifting option on a title which yes. was great so he right. didn't have to pay taxes on it that he probably couldn't afford and we were able to give it away and change some of these lives but what you do is you make it easy for people if they don't have a particular folks a uh, person in their lives to so you just come and take care of everything and it's interesting that your history of all learning all these little aspects now has come to fruition or for a while has come to fruition You so I think it's it's absolutely spectacular uh, what you do. Is there any way to count all the kids that you've helped over time?
1: (laughs) Uh, It's a great question. You know, I've been blessed in my career here to be able to attend some of the high school graduations, to be able to attend some of the the partner programs that we've supported and see with my own eyes the kids that have been impacted by just vehicle donations. And, you know, one of the things that we are very cognizant of is, is sharing those stories because it's so impactful. It's so. It's so rewarding, um, especially from someone that's donating a vehicle. You know, if they're donating a vehicle, they're not looking for money. They're not looking for recognition. They're looking to truly make a difference. And so how we show that difference is by sharing these experiences. Right. And so when you think about it, just over this past summer with the YMCA partnership that we had, it, it benefited over 5,500 kids. What? Um, and what does that mean? Oh yes, absolutely. Just this past summer. And that's, that's what the summer learning academy, which is, which is helping these kids kind of bridge that gap between going to, to school during the regular school year and having summer. Because some kids, they, they can't be off for three months and go back and expect to jump right back in. Right. And speaking of jumping right back in safety around water course, the, Number two leading cause of death in infants in the U.S. is drowning. And so if we can partner with the YMCA to teach these kids how to swim, how to have a basic necessity for life, not only are they going to be more successful, but they're going to have a better future because, quite frankly, there will be a future. Because they have that basic life skill. And so there's there's really no way to quantify how many kids we've actually helped. Um, again, we're, we're truly blessed to be able to see the difference that it's making. And we wanna be able to show that to our donors whenever you donate a vehicle to us.
0: I would assume also there is a benefit, a tax benefit perhaps, for people that donate cars. And many times when we donate, uh, I hope most people aren't looking for some reason to donate that benefits them other than the gratifying feeling. However, there is a tax benefit, right?
1: Absolutely. So, whenever you donate a vehicle, the IRS allows you to, to claim what we sell that vehicle for. Um, it's a really, really cool benefit. Um, and you know, I'll be honest. There's there's hundreds of vehicle donation charities out there. And so, what we what we try and do is we try and straight away from the pack. We try and show you that hey, these are the these are the kids that you're affecting. First of all, right? Um, we also give you that full tax write off the 1098C tax form that we email to you. Um, and then we also offer a fifty dollar Visa gift card. Um, we've actually changed it from a visa gift card to a gift card of your choice we've partnered with uh with tremendous um that's the name of the platform and basically it'll text you a link and say hey here's your your gift card for donating your vehicle to us and you can go in and you can choose hey i want an amazon gift card i want a you know a restaurant gift card a clothing store gift card uh it's really it's really awesome and it personalizes the experience right obviously whenever you donate a vehicle that's not what you're looking for you're not looking for uh you know an incentive um, but you know, when, when that is an option, it's, it's really nice to have
0: a little icing on the cake, if you will. So, uh, I, I, usually ask people about a driving inspiration, somebody who is a mentor or very influential in their lives in many ways, Colin, you are that guy, you are the mentor. <laughs> I mean, having worked in this for so long, but is there somebody that perhaps in your past gave you the concept, the incentive of helping people? Because after interviewing over 2,400 people, Many people ask me the question, what have you learned? And the number one thing I've learned is that we are happiest when we are helping people. Uh, whether you realize it or not, some people realize it very early in life because they grow up in a family that teaches the idea of giving. Many people don't learn until later in life, and I've had many guests who've told tremendous stories about that, uh, that you know, life is not about me, it's about others, and that's how I can be happy. How has that worked for you as far as influential people?
1: It's it's a great question and I'll be honest with you I've always had a servant's heart. I never I never knew that until I became an adult um because I thought that's just how everyone worked and obviously you know as I've matured I see that that's not how the world works unfortunately um but I've I've always been you know, about other people's happiness more than myself. And so that's kind of led me to this role, right? But as far as mentors, the former CEO um, that kind of brought me in and put me under his wing, um, unfortunately, he passed away in April of of 2022. um, And that's kind of how I escalated to the role. But he he was a fantastic mentor for me. Uh, I worked with him for 11 years and he showed me what it meant to truly give back. And whenever you're running an organization like this, Obviously, there's nuances, right? You have employees' feelings. You have, um, you know, vendors. There's, there's et cetera, et cetera. You can go down the list, but at the end of the day, what we do, any decision that I make has to be in the interest of what we support, right? It has to be in the interest of, of the, of the kids. And so, um, the vehicle donations is quote unquote the vehicle for how we generate those, those funds. But everything that we do day in and day out has to be forefront of mind is the kids that we're going to support.
0: You know, I love this. It goes back to something I learned a long time ago from Simon Sinek, discovering your why. And many times when I've, I've helped other people or try to be a mentor to other people who are struggling, I always ask them the, the question, when you started this, why did you start it? What's your focus? What's your main goal? And lots of times people start to wander away from that. I think so. why companies, you know, I remember way back creating company vision missions and putting that somewhere where people that work in the company can read it so that whenever they start to stray away and you need to help guide them back down the path, you bring them back to that and say, this is our mission. So helping young kids. So is what we're doing or what you're doing going to achieve that or have you strayed off that course? Um, I think that's a a tremendous way to approach it. So discovering your why. For those of you who've heard me talk about Simon Sinek before, you know what I mean. But if you haven't followed him, you can find a great TED Talk with Simon, his book, uh, and his teachings.
1: Yeah, the mission, the mission statement is very critical here. And it's one of the things that I learned rather quickly uh, as I was promoted to CEO is, is making sure that everyone in the organization not only knows what it is, but kind of truly believes it, right? And so what our mission is, is we, solic- we solicit car donations. That's what we do. Um, but it's to help kids graduate, to give them an opportunity to build a better future. So everything that we do has to fall within those lines. And it's a truly powerful mission statement. We're really proud to say that that's what we're here for. And as long as we're doing everything in order to achieve that goal, uh, we're doing something right.
0: Well, you are enabling young people to be self-sufficient, enabling anyone to be self-sufficient, I think is key because it makes them feel so good about themselves. And I always say that, you know, when we have a, let's say a nation where there aren't jobs, aren't opportunities. And you look at countries around the world that are really challenged. Usually it's because there aren't opportunities for anybody. There are no jobs. And that is just the most horrible thing. And I think like uh, the kid living in the basement when he's 30 is a good example of that. They don't feel so good about themselves. They may think life's easy, but I don't think they feel that good about themselves. So you enable people to feel good about themselves, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. And you know, it is unfortunate um, that some of the kids, like you said, 30 year old in the basement, but one of the things that we, we truly pride ourselves on is, is something that we kind of talked on uh, earlier in the show is, you know, kids come to us to get a second chance of their high school diploma, right? Uh, that high school diploma is so critical in order to, to get into a workforce, right? But just because they get that diploma doesn't mean they're going to go on to college, doesn't mean that they're going to go on to the military. Um, so what we try and do is we try and give them an avenue, give them something that could kind of get them in the door that otherwise they wouldn't have. And so one of the newest programs that we're supporting is these OSHA certifications, Microsoft Office certifications. Um, there's They're giving these kids avenues to kind of build their career, right? Uh, get their foot in the door at a, at a company that you know shows, hey, I'm certified in, in what you're looking for. And so it's it's truly that that uh, goes to make a difference in, in bettering their future.
0: Well, that high, high school diploma is that mark that reminds you, I've done it. I worked hard mm-hmm. and I achieved this. It, it, it's really important. I think just it, more so than just the paper, it's the value in the child's head um, that they got through something and, uh, despite what their challenges are. So it's wonderful. You know, challenges, speaking of challenges, I like people to share a challenge that taught them a really valuable lesson might've been super painful, uh, but it taught them a really good lesson. I I assume you probably had a few of those all successful people have. Is there one you could share?
1: yeah absolutely so uh probably about three or four years in working with the company um we were partnering with title max uh title loan company and uh we had received a vehicle and basically the process was we get the car um the title max tells us when we could sell it or if the owner is going to come pick it up right and so i was running late for work that morning i uh, got a phone call from the office saying, hey, this guy's here to pick up their car. And I was like, oh, does he have proof that he he paid it off? And they're like, no. I was like, okay, send him back to the store. He can come back with proof, right? And so later on that day, he comes back, and I don't verify with the store that he paid, because we had already told him what to do, right? right. So I give him the car, and I call Title Max, and they're like, you did what? <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was like, uh, did he not come by? And they're like, no, nope. and I was like, oh, okay, well, this is a very valuable lesson that I've learned. Um, so always get a, a proof or a receipt or something, <laughs> double check, validate, uh, you know, the, the basic concepts. Um, it, it was, it was a very tough lesson as you mentioned. Uh, but it's something that, uh, has, has stuck with me for sure.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, would- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> verify. Yeah, trust but verify. <laughs> those those uh, great old words. Is there a special vehicle in your life? Would you call yourself a car guy?
1: It's it's really funny. I have a lot of people that work in the company that are car enthusiasts like yourself, right? What I see whenever I see a vehicle is dollar opportunity. Shines. I yeah. mean, <laughs> you're so you you know, like I see.
0: a car salesman. I had a friend growing up whose dad sold really cool cars, and he, he, I remember he said to me, which was so foreign. He goes, "Look, a vehicle is just an end to a means for me. Is how can I get it sold?" And I'm like, well, "A right. vehicle is just how can I get it in my garage?" <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Luckily, I haven't had that issue because I would need probably, you know, a, a, an acre of land to store all the vehicles that I would be interested in that we've gotten in. But, um, you know, I, I will say I'm attached to my vehicle. I have a Dodge Ram pickup, you know, 2021. It's lifted. It's red. Um, I'm a big fan of, of red. <laughs> Red's my favorite color. It definitely stands out in the crowd um, and and I love it. Um, but other than that, you know, whenever we get a really nice car in, I, I it is like you say, I see opportunity.
0: Well, that's what you're all about. So there you go. Walking your talk. So I'm a bit of a car psychologist. This might be an interesting question for you. If you were a vehicle, manifest, reincarnated as a vehicle, not what you want to be, though. That's a little bit too easy. What would you be? But more importantly, why?
1: It's interesting. Um you know, the the vehicle that I have right now, I think really fits my personality. Right. So um it's big. I'm a big guy. I'm I'm six one, two fifty. So I kinda stand out I stand out in the crowd and whenever I come into a room, people just kinda like oh, okay, he's he's here. Um and so I stick out in the crowd and um one of the things I love about my truck is that whenever I'm on the highway, people tend to move out of my way. Okay. Um yeah. it's, it's I'm, interesting. I'm one of I
0: drive small sports cars. The truck's coming up on me. And like, give them some room.
1: <laughs> so it's it's funny. I always thought that that was the case, and I didn't. It didn't really sink in until my fiance drove my truck. And so, to give you perspective, my truck is probably about seven feet tall. Um, it's it's lifted. It's got the mud tires. It's red. And my fiance is about five three. Okay. And so she got in. She's a ladder She to was get driving in it. <laughs> she was driving it and she's like, it's truly incredible how much people actually move out of your way. And I was like, I know. It's great. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, it never really sank in until she actually drove it and then gave me that feedback.
0: You know, this summer we were on a trip for my niece's wedding and the rental car company upgraded me. They were being very nice and ended up getting a, um, Cadillac Escalade, because we had to haul a lot of people around. Um, I didn't like it at all, because I'm used to small cars. I I mean, parking the thing was like, I don't even know where the corners of this vehicle are. But yeah, you'd come up on somebody, everybody get out of your way with that. thing. (laughs) Maybe you thought it was the Kardashians coming through. I don't know. It was a little bit too ostentatious for for me, but my next-door neighbor drives a, a really nice Ford Raptor. And he's mm. let me drive that thing, and yeah, when you drive that thing down the freeway, people just kind of move over, you know. Yes. Um, yeah, very, very cool. Uh, now, I always ask how people like to give back. We've talked about this the whole show. Again, I'll remind people: cars for f o r kids k i d s dot org. That's how you can learn more about them. You can uh, give them a call, donate a car, or if you just want to donate to them, you take money too, right?
1: Absolutely, just like any great organization, we are open for uh, for cash donations. We understand that people might not have a vehicle to donate, and so we want to give you that avenue to to still support the cause if you're if you're interested.
0: Do you also take motorcycles and boats?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We take motorcycles, boats, RVs, box trucks. Um, I think we got a golf cart in the other day. A golf uh, cart. So, car. <laughs> oh yeah, we take just about anything.
0: If it rolls, floats, and I got to ask, how about airplanes?
1: Airplanes. We've actually had an airplane. It was before my time. Um, I can I can assume that the towing on that alone would probably <laughs> be a little a little crazy. Um, I, I'll tell you what, if you have an airplane to donate to us and you're listening to this, this show, call and ask to speak to me. I, I definitely am interested in trying to figure out logistics, and I'm not going to say no. I'll always try everything once or twice, right?
0: Right. Absolutely. How about great reading? Is there a book you could share with our listeners?
1: Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, the, the 10 year old in me wants to say Harry Potter. Um, but I think, (laughs) I think I'm going to go off of that one. I actually just read a really good book. Um, it's, it's by Patrick Lencioni, um, called the five temptations of a CEO. Hmm. And so that book actually, it taught me a lot because, you know, as a CEO, there are things that you're faced with every day. You know, you have to make a lot of decisions on the fly. Yep. And sometimes, you know, as you hear the, the cliche, it's really lonely at the top. I'm blessed to have a really good team around me to where it's really not that lonely. Um, but that being said, it was it was a really enlightening read because I was able to Kind of see that there's other people out there like me that struggle with these basic decisions that I have to make every day, and so um, it was a really impactful book that um, I kind of just stumbled upon, and so uh, it really it really changed my perspective on okay it's it's not just me against the world there's there's a lot of people out there there's a huge support system um, for for ceos
0: beware shiny objects as they say- <laughs> There you go. Yeah, nothing's easy. How about the ultimate drive, which is something I like to enable people to do? I'm going to put you in any any car. Uh, This is a car that let's change it up a little bit. You can go and have fun with. You can take anybody with you, including somebody from the past that's no longer with us, which would be interesting. And you can be driving anywhere. But I'm going to add this to your. At the end, you can donate the car, raise some money, sell it and put it towards your cause. So that could change your opinion because it's all about raising money. So I have a feeling I'm going to be parking an expensive car in your driveway today.
1: (laughs) Uh, This is a great exercise. So um, my fiance actually has a Mazda Miata, 2009. um, She had it through college and through through her grad school. And uh, I actually, for her birthday, which was last month, I had it fixed up. I'd uh, been sitting in her garage for a little bit, and so we were able to take that for a joyride a couple weeks ago for her birthday. And so um, I would say that that vehicle, um, you know, a stick shift little car. Um, I whenever I first started driving, I had a little truck, and then I had one of those little Honda CRZ hybrids. Um, it's a lot of fun to zip around in. And so I would I would say me and my fiance in a Mazda Miata, you know, driving the the coastline either in Pacific Northwest where you're at. Or the uh, the coastline uh, from L.A. to, to Santa Monica, um, and then once we're done with that joyride, we'll we'll give Cars for Kids a call and say, "Hey, this is this is the vehicle that's uh, that's next in line to be donated."
0: Nice thought, I love it. Great. So you've taken us on a wonderful ride today, and the cause and what you're doing. I'm so happy that we were able to connect. Uh, again, I want to do a, sh- a shout out, thank you to David uh, Berizin, at rlm uh public relations there in new york city for putting us together so david thank you for bringing a great cause to cars yes so my listeners can think about this and think about another alternative if they have a car they want to get rid of there's a great way to help people uh versus the hassles of selling a car you guys make it super super easy before i let you go though could you leave us with some parting words of wisdom or inspiration
1: Oh, wisdom! That's a, that's a big ask. Um, you know this <laughs> oh, whole on. this whole show. You <laughs> hadn't asked me for it. For you're way wisdom. too
0: you're way too humble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so for me, like I said, whenever I was eighteen, I came here working just cleaning out cars. And one of the things that you know to this day I don't take for granted is is everyone that works within the company. I I truly believe that everyone that works here is here for the greater good. And I would not ask anybody that works for me to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do myself. And uh, that's to this day. So if I need to go sweep, if I need to go mop, if I need to answer the phone and, and take a donation, I'm happy to do it because I know that Regardless of if I'm on a podcast with you, Mark, or if I'm I'm taking a donation, um, the end goal is is trying to get that donation and trying to help these kids, right? And so uh, the last parting thing that I want to leave it with is, is our motto, our trademark. It's right off the car, not the kid.
0: Ah, I love it. That's awesome. Again, this is Cars for Kids, C-A-R-S-F-O-R. Kids.org. Uh, check them out. It is the holiday season. Uh, end of the year is coming up pretty quick. We're already in November. What happened to 2023? <laughs> uh, this is pretty frightening. But you know, uh, end of the year, you got tax considerations to think about. Um, so there's another opportunity for you. So check them out. Cars for Kids. Colin, thank you for being so generous today with not only what you do, but with your time to share it with the Carsia yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe, that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM of Future Class and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun.